Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. It is 110 on a Saturday. That means it's time for Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart in studio. If you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call the program. Phone lines are open right now, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807. And we remind folks, call early because we always get a ton of calls at the end of the program. We run out of time. So call now if you're wondering about your computer. Uh, feel free to call right now, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807. Doug, how you been? Absolutely wonderful, Steve. It's good to see that the weather's getting a little warmer. Maybe we're going to get to spring yet. Yeah, gradually. It's you coming. Know, just kind of headed in the right direction. Hopefully those real, real cold days are in the rearview mirror. Oh, yeah. Looks like we could see a little snow according to the weather uh, Sunday, uh, particularly on Monday in these parts. So the good news is it is a holiday. Doug, uh, we, we've opened the show uh, quite a bit lately, uh, but I think it's worth it again. Uh, there seems to be a rash of scam calls going on right now. Let's just recap uh, Dell, uh, HP, uh, Microsoft, they're not going to call you out of the blue. No, it's just not going to happen. The only time you could ever, ever get a call would be from your internet service provider. And most of them actually supply malware and antivirus. So it's, it's just not going to happen. These people call up and say, Oh, we can see that you're Dell, or we can see that your HP is infected. The sale of a computer is public record. And I'm not certain where these people are getting them, but they're getting them. And they say, we can see you're having trouble with your computer. No, nonsense. And what's this extremely disturbing to me, Steve, they seem to be targeting seniors more than anybody. I, I, I don't know whether they think they're at home because they're retired or semi-retired during the day. A lot of calls to a lot of seniors. Don't fall for it. Don't give them a credit card. Don't give them a PayPal account. Just whatever you do, do not let them connect to your computer unless you know for absolutely certain they are legitimate. Problem is, some of these guys that will connect up remotely have national services, but and they are reputable. They're not going to call you. If you call them and set up a service, that's different. But I just don't see anybody reputable cold calling somebody's house and saying, let me connect to your computer and get you fixed up. And another friendly reminder, if you get one of these warning screens, it pops up, it looks a very ominous, call Microsoft, uh, that's a scam as well. We're not really sure if those are embedded somewhere on websites or how they get into your browser and that sort of thing. That is a scam as well, and it looks very official. Uh, don't fall for these sorts of things. Exactly. What's happening is this is a web page coming into a web browser. 
And I also am not certain if it's an infected server, if it's an infected router, um, if there's just some piece of little garbage floating around in cyberspace. I'm not certain, but I see that when people have these pop up in a browser, and I've gotten a lot of calls, oh, my computer's infected, says so right on the screen. Have you got a web browser open? Internet Explorer, Firefox, um, uh, Chrome, whatever. And it doesn't matter. You can have the safest browser in the world. That browser is going to deliver website content right to that browser. That doesn't mean that your computer's infected. Au contraire, it's a false, false web page. Close out your browser, restart your computer, and you should be good to go. All right, our phone number again, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. We already have a number of those, so we'll be going there shortly at 81807. And those numbers are good for all our programs here on CCO, so keep those handy. Once again, our phone number is 651-989-9226. Doug, let's start on the text line today. Are you familiar with a company called ABS World? Uh, if yes, are they reputable? I It sounds familiar, but I can't place them off the top of my head. And I think it's just the initials, ABS. So I'd have to say, no, I, I, I couldn't tell. Um, we can do some research and get back next week, perhaps. All right. Uh, very good. Uh, fair enough. Well, let's go to the text line again. Uh, can you recommend a fast Android emulator for my PUC? I'm not exactly sure what that would be, but... If they're looking for an Android operating system, you should be able to go to the Chromium website and download a Chromium OS. I can't quite imagine why you'd want to do that. I I, I know that people are experimenting with this. Samsung is actually experimenting with an Android computer. Uh, Google's experimenting with an Android computer. I have yet to see any beta operating systems that you can install in a virtual machine, but they're coming. Uh, I I can't see why. I, I just go right straight to Linux if I was going to experiment with that. All right, here's, here's a good one. Should I be getting messages from Google about upgrading security? Yeah, actually, you shouldn't. Um, if you've got Google Chrome, Chrome should update itself every time you open it, right. and that's the same with Chromium. And Firefox does that very same thing. And even Microsoft Edge is now updating upon initializing the program. So that that should be something really bizarre. I'd, um, I think on that particular case, I would suggest that you download ADW Cleaner. And you can get that at Major Geeks. ADW Cleaner plus Major Geeks in a Google search box. Take you right there. Download it and run it. And that's a portable program. That's not going to install on your computer. It's just going to run once, and then you can do away with it. And trust the results. That's from Malwarebytes. So it's a tremendous, tremendous piece of work. All right, uh, Doug, uh, it is tax season. Uh, the deadline looming, April 15th. A lot of people do their taxes uh, through software packages or a number of those out there. Anything people need to keep in mind uh, to file securely? You know, TurboTax today, Intuit has purchased purchased TurboTax. Today, TurboTax will give you a desktop version and or an online version. I think as long as you've got a good security system in place, you're good to go. I prefer the online version. Once you have a secure socket through a web browser, be it Firefox, Chrome, 
whatever, as long as it's a good browser, you should be good to go. All right, uh, so no worries about that. No. Um, now, a follow-up to that is, is it safe to file my income tax with only Microsoft Security Essentials in place if you're using an older operating system, I would assume? I probably would say no. At this particular juncture, if you've got Windows 8 or Windows 7, you're likely going to want to update your antivirus, and I'm going to recommend Malware Bytes. It's like 30 bucks a year right. per computer, but it's a, a top, top, top shelf product and will not let you down. All right, let's go to the phones real quick before we break. Uh, we'll bring in Neil. Neil, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. Hi, Neil. What's up? Well, I don't have my computer in front of me, but I have a Windows 7 Professional Okay. And all of a sudden, it would I wouldn't allow me to open my programs like QuickBooks or uh, it would get halfway through and it would stop and it would say there was a library or DIO message and uh, dynamic link library. Gave... Yeah, it's uh, when when you start getting that uh, first thing to do is to make absolutely certain that it's not random access memory chips. Once you determine your hardware is good, you may actually be required to reinstall Windows. Um, wish I had better. <coughs> excuse me. Wish I had better news for you. Uh, give me a call next week, and we'll see if we can walk through a couple of diagnostics to figure out exactly what you got going on. And thank you for the call. We'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program today. Here are the numbers again. Uh, call the studio. Call the program, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807. Tech Talk with Doug continues in a moment. It is 122 on a Saturday. Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart in studio. If you're having problems with your computer, hardware, or software, Whatever, feel free to call the program. Uh, phone lines are wide open at 651-989-9226. We have a ton of text, so uh, 651-989-9226, or you can text 81807, uh, 81807. Let's uh, talk a little more about Windows 7 and 8. What do you recommend to protect Windows 7 and 8? We know that uh, Windows Defender, generally good if you have Windows 10, but what about those older operating systems? I don't know if Microsoft is actually supporting security essentials as well as they used to. And in addition to that, 7 has more vulnerabilities than what I think people realize. And really, if you're going to do this, if you're going to continue with 7, I actually suggest to people they shut off the updates from Microsoft and get themselves a secondary antivirus and malware protection. Windows 8, you're probably still okay with Windows Defender, but why take the chance? For 30 bucks, I just buy something and let the good times roll. All right, very good. Uh, would you recommend a dedicated firewall for added security on home-based businesses in addition to wireless router integrated security? Um Tell us a little bit about firewalls. People may hear about those or where they work. They've got a firewall, but how do they work? Is it necessary? Well, the way operating systems are put together today, uh, Mac, Windows, Linux, they all have a built-in firewall running in the background. And that actually monitors suspicious behavior of all files coming in and out. In addition to that, and this texture was right on the money, 
with the routers. The routers actually have an additional firewall built into them. Um, when I set up a Comcast modem router or a, or a CenturyLink modem router, I will actually lower the the firewalls somewhat down to low to accelerate the speed. We can get carried away with this stuff. And I think that the Windows firewall is just fine. It's going to really monitor any type of vicious attacks. And keep in mind now, our Internet service providers, especially if you have CenturyLink or Comcast, they also are filtering those packets coming into their system before they even get out of their system to go down the wire to your place. So I just don't think an extra firewall in most cases is needed at all. All right, uh, here's uh, another one along those lines. Can you recommend some of the best, most cost-effective antivirus software that's not a drain on the PC's resources coming from Alex in Burnsville? Once again, uh, I said it a moment ago, uh, you should be fine. Windows Defender, if you have Windows 10, should be very adequate. But what are some other ones you can throw out there? I just, yeah, really, my top pick today is Malwarebytes. Another one that we don't talk about and you don't hear about much is Sophos, S-O-P-H-O-S. McAfee has a great line of security products. Uh, And here's the thing. Today's computers, you can have one or even possibly two protection packages, and you're not going to see much variance in performance. But anytime we configure a computer, just picture this, Steve. If we stick our hands out from our body and I wiggle my fingers on my right hand and I say, this is performance, and I wiggle my hand, my fingers on my left hand, I say, this is security. When we configure a computer, it's like having a bar sliding back and forth across our chest. I take away from one, I add to the other. So you're always seeking that sweet spot of adequate security and maximum performance, and that and the performance thing actually adds stability and longevity to your computer. So it's not like having a hot car when we was teenagers. This is just good common sense computer usage. Now, with that said, if you are doing a lot of gambling online or you're going to a lot of children's websites, things that we know today have possibly increased vulnerability, then, yeah, you're going to need some extra security. But if you're using a computer like I do, a ton in Google Apps and a ton on Google, a ton where I'm going to manufacturers' websites and, yes, news sites and that kind of thing, all these websites have their own built-in protection in addition. So we're actually much better off today than I think we were five years ago, and it's increasingly getting better, knock on wood. All right, uh... A parent, uh, here's a good text before we take a break here. and uh, We've got uh, phone lines open right now if you want to call. Still plenty of time on the program. 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. But uh, from the text line, here's a good one. Uh, my parents have Cable One Internet email in Moorhead. They've had their email turned off. The only way they can get it turned back on is to have... A cable one scan their computer. Um, let me start by saying, first thing you should probably do is get web-based email, get a Gmail account. It's free. It's hard to beat. And I, I, I think moving away, once upon a time, my wife had an email account through Quest well before it became CenturyLink. Um, it, it's, it's just hard to beat a Gmail account. Can't be beat. 
Um, this texture is really interesting. This particular user has actually been blacklisted on the email server that they have. I am absolutely amazed that that Cable One Media, whoever these people are, that their support staff isn't on the telephone with these people taking a look at their computer. Let's hope that they find something on their computer. It almost sounds to me that the, their email address has is being used by someone else as a sender, and it may not even be these people's computers. But anytime somebody's email is blacklisted, that's a bad, bad sign. Yeah, and it, and it sounds like that uh, that company in particular wants to look at this computer before they turn on their email because there is some sort of obvious issue. Absolutely. Yeah. And it could be that it's not their computer, that this email address was picked up by some kind of a Trojan on somebody else's computer in their address book and just being used as a sender. But this email address has been blacklisted. And, yes, that's pretty – get a hold of that ISP and get this thing solved. For sure. One thirty. quick break. We'll have the weather. Here are the numbers again if you want to text. And we've had a ton of those today at 81807. That's 81807. And you can still call 651 989 9226 here on the program. Once again, we have a ton of text coming up uh, here on CCO. And, uh, of course, Tag Talk comes your way each and every Saturday between 1 and 2 o'clock here on CCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. 135 Tech Talk continues on a Saturday. Doug Swinhart in studio. Uh, phone lines are open, 651-989-9226. Uh, computers, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call the program. Still plenty of time. We have a ton of texts. We'll be going there in a moment. Right now we want to bring in Larry. Larry, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Hi, hey, Larry. Larry. Hi, Larry. What's up? I uh, just wanted to know what your uh, suggestion would be for uh, the best software to move from a hard drive spinning hard drive to an SSD. Uh, if if you've here. got if you've got a Windows 10 machine and you don't want to get fancy with a dual boot, I'm going to recommend that you get a Samsung SSD drive. They've got a, a software utility called data migration. Um, if this is a laptop, you can actually purchase in addition to a Samsung SSD purchase a, a two and a half inch Drive enclosure costs you $6. By the way, Steve, I don't know if I told you this. I bought 250 gig Samsung drives at Micro Center last week for $89. Wow. Yeah, it, it, it's really cheap. Yep. Um, now, is, is this one of those things where um, someone new to computers consider themselves a novice? Can they safely do this and make sure that their data is going to be okay? Absolutely. All right. Uh, if, he takes the new drive. He puts it inside the enclosure. You don't even have to use the screws. Just plug it in, fire up his computer, put in the disk from Samsung, fire up the data migration, plug this other hard drive in that he just created. It will copy the data. When it gets done, he shuts it down. He takes out the old hard drive, puts in the new one. Sometimes on the first boot, it might give you an error. Do not get panicky. Restart it, and it'll pop right up with what you had. It will move all of your data 
almost trouble-free. That's the best advice I could give you, Larry, if you want to do it. Yeah, and uh, one of those other things on this February Saturday, maybe even tomorrow, a lot of folks have Monday off. Looks like it's going to be a little snowy. Back up your data. Yeah. Uh, find a source out there in the clouds and back it up. Maybe do a hard copy. I still love DVDs. You bet. Uh, hard to beat. Uh, but uh, have a, a couple of different backups, one in the clouds, uh, maybe a hard copy. Uh, but but a great, great idea over a long holiday weekend to back up that data. I'm glad you mentioned that. That's one thing, Larry, I want to make sure that you do. Copy your, your documents, your music your pictures, your photographs, your tax records, do full copies onto some external hard drive or up in the cloud so you've got them just in case something goes wrong. And pay attention to source and target. If you get that set right, if you get it set backwards, you will copy the the new drive over the old drive and everything is gone. So make sure you're paying attention and read your screens. But this is doable, absolutely doable. And, Larry, thank you for the call, and good luck. Yeah, it is a good one. Let's go to Les. You're on the air. Hello. Hello. Hi, Les. What's up? Yeah, uh, this might get a little long and involved, but I'll try to get through it. We were having trouble with our smart TV hooking up to our Internet. Okay. And uh, so we bought a booster, a name-brand booster. They said it was a good one. Okay. And uh, we called. It seemed like it was working, or it wasn't working with the TV, but it, uh, so we called in to see if it was hooked up to, to the Internet, or to the, excuse me. We, I called the helpline, or went on the website, got a phone number off the helpline, called in, and got somebody, and it sounded like, there was two or three guys in the background, and it sounded fishy to me. But I, 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 I think you might have been redirected to, to, a, to the a deal. Uh, let me tell you this. I've actually helped a number of people get their TV connected. Give me a call next week, and we'll figure out your make and model of your TV, what kind of router you have, who your Internet service provider is, and probably have you up and running in an hour. Yeah, a little bit too lengthy for the radio show, but thank you for the call, and I'll get you handled. Here is the challenge, and this has come up from time to time on the program. Sometimes these internet boosters, and we've run into it when it when uh, my daughter's service dog is home. Sometimes she'll knock the thing out of the wall where we have it. She brushes by, and we we plug it back in. Sometimes it has a tendency to pick up on the neighbor's Wi-Fi or train in on another signal. That's there's, exactly there's right. There's so much wireless out there floating around that getting it trained up to yours and then in turn, uh, same deal as with your smart TV. Your smart TV might be trying to grab a signal from the neighbor. That's exactly correct. Yeah. That's that's exactly correct. See, and, and a lot of times when I connect up remotely to their computer and I can say, okay, here's your IP address, What's the IP address display on your TV? Here's how you get to it through the menu. Yep. And they're, well, you're on, I don't know whose Wi-Fi you're connected to. I right. see that a lot, Steve. Yeah. I uh, know. I get that a lot. And, and now everybody and their uncle has Wi-Fi in the house and uh, many times are rocking these signal boosters. And and we use one in our house. We have a old uh, 50s ranch with stucco and brick and all of that sort of thing. 
So so we've needed one, and it's worked out well. But from time to time, it gets a little weird. Uh, I know when uh, we've had a power outage, and uh, sometimes the TVs will pop back on and uh, train up to the neighbor's Wi-Fi, which I wish I had the password, but I don't. (laughs) No, so the point being is, is that that can get tricky sometimes. Absolutely. And how this equipment is turned on and the speed it comes online makes all the difference in the world. Your TV possibly could have been on before your your extender or your modem was all fully initialized. Yeah, it's very common that these things happen. Absolutely. And uh, funny you come up with this. If you have the ability to... Uh, Plug your TV into the internet through any ethernet cable, even better. Uh, My wife brought this up where she works. She works uh, for one of the local school districts. And uh, a lot of the people in her department are out in the field at a school, and then they come back to the district office, and they overwhelm the internal Wi-Fi network instead of plugging in through the ethernet cable. Correct. If you have that option... It's always better, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. If you can get it cabled. And yeah. um, a lot of the older equipment, you should know this too. We buy a new computer, and the new computer has 802.11ac, and that's like lickety split fast wireless. Then I've got an old computer sitting over there that only does 802.11b, one of the first wireless. Some routers will automatically slow down to the slowest speed and not allow that second device to operate at its full efficiency. There's some real, real interesting quirks in this equipment that's come about over the last decade. So some of these things can have a tremendous effect, especially when you're trying to connect a TV. Yep. All right. Uh, so that that can be a real can of worms. But, oh, absolutely. Uh, once again, we'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program. All right. AJ, St. Paul, you're on the air. Hello. Yes, hi. Say, uh, sorry if this is a simplistic question, but on my Dell laptop recently, well, it's been going on for a while, I'm typing and my cursor jumps. It'll it'll jump to another part of the email, maybe the subject line or something. And if I don't notice it right away, I'll continue typing and then look up, and all of a sudden I've typed in three sentences in the in the subject line. Yeah, what, I I got I I got a, I, I, I got a feeling you're laying your palm down on the touchpad. Sometimes these touchpads, you have to go in and you have to adjust the sensitivity of these. And if you're using a mouse, I, and this is one of the big reasons I like using a mouse even on a laptop, is. There is a setting on almost all of them that when I plug in a mouse, it disables the touchpad. But I can almost guarantee that you are brushing the edge of this touchpad and, and, it's, and it's activating the edge features. These edge features, if you move your point, you move your finger to the edge, your mouse will jump to that position on the screen. I think that that's what's happening. And in fact, I can almost guarantee it. And uh, give me a call next week, and I can connect up remotely and see if I can help you get some of that sorted out. But I, I can almost guarantee that's what's going on. My, my wife has an old MacBook Pro. I can't use this thing because yeah. of the way she has the touchpad. I, I can't operate it. Now, on the flip side, I have a Chromebook that uh, I, I still can't believe I paid 250 bucks for this thing a couple of years ago. A nice machine. Yeah. 
it, it's that's just a Hewlett Packard, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, big screen, uh, not not a problem at all. And I, I've got that to the point where, but sometimes I'm like, nope. What did I do? Yeah, you, you know, hit that baby. Yeah, yeah it's I'm a, just the touch pads. I'm not a big fan of. And all the Linux distributions that I have have a real sweet feature. You can actually disable the touchpad completely while you're typing, and that will last for like two to three seconds, however you got it set. Oh. So as soon as you start typing, it disables the touchpad. But then when you go to move the touchpad, well, you got a couple of seconds. you got to wait. So there's that trade-off. Well worth the trade-off. Well, and here's the thing. I get these brilliant thoughts, want to put them out there on Twitter, and then I hit the touchpad and they're gone, and I'm like, nah, I'm too lazy to retype that thought. <laughs> I'm going to move on. So probably saving uh, the Twitterverse uh, uh, a lot there. All right, uh, from the text line, this, this is a good one. We brought up email early. Uh, everyone should have a web-based email Absolutely. account. Uh, of course, Gmail's kind of been the gold standard. I, I've had... Uh, an, a Yahoo account for years and years and years, still use it, and uh, I, I've got to keep an eye on the spam quite a bit. I mean, uh, it's an old account. It's been around a while, but uh, it's just hard to beat. Yahoo's good. Gmail's great. Uh, so, once again, uh, any recommendation? I know you're a Gmail guy. Well, yeah, you got to have Gmail. I think everybody on the planet should have a Gmail account because of the Google Apps thing. It's interesting that you brought up Yahoo. I think Yahoo at this point is about ready to boomerang. I think you're going to see them take a great big giant step forward in their technology and their security. By the way, if you have an Apple device, you also have an Apple email and an iCloud email. You take advantage of these. These are absolutely wonderful. Nearly every Internet service provider today will allow you to connect to your at Comcast.net or your at CenturyLink.net. They will allow you to do that web-based. Microsoft, Outlook.com, Live.com, MSN.com, Hotmail.com, all of these can be accessed via web-based. So, yes, learn the difference between POP3 and IMAP, I-M-A-P, or in other words, web-based. Just run a Google search, POP3, versus IMAP, and do a little reading, and you too will be convinced it's your answer. Only way to go. One forty-seven thirteen before 2 o'clock here at CCO. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Joe and Maine pull it. A few more texts, and we'll say goodbye. Tech Talk comes your way Saturdays between 1 and 2 here on the CCO. It is Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart in studio. Steve Thompson here. Dan Cook uh, joining us in studio on this Saturday here at CCO. Always good to see Dan. Ten minutes now in front of two. We have the news and weather at 2 o'clock here at CCO. Stick around for that. Let's go to the phones again. Bring in Joe Maplewood. Joe, you're on the air. Hi, how's it going? Good. Hey, I've I've got a, it's not a computer question. It's a printer question. Okay. Okay, i got a thing on, I've got an Epson Workforce 2630. Okay. And I've got a little sign in my window that says I need to clean my ink jets. If I'm not mistaken, that software has a head cleaning function. Uh, you should be able to click start, go to programs, Epson, and it's either under utilities or diagnostics. I think it's got a head cleaner. Now, sometimes, if it's been a long time since you've used your printer, you may actually have to remove the little cartridges and take some alcohol and a Q-tip. 
very little alcohol and just kind of clean them babies. Make absolutely certain that they're dry before you put them back in your printer. But you really shouldn't have to do that. The utility itself should clean them. And I hope that helps, Joe. And thank you for the call. All right. Um, there's a pretty good text here. Is it possible that my phone doesn't get reception in my house because we have steel siding and what can be done? As I pointed out, I have a 50s-style ranch, and we have stucco and brick, and there are parts of the house where you just do not get cell phone reception. I, I'm not sure there's much you can do about that. I, I do know that if he's got internet, he can connect his phone to his internet, sure. and it will go through the internet when he's in his house. But the answer to that is absolutely. Wireless, cell phones, Wi-Fi, it ain't a perfect science. It truly is not a perfect science. When we were in West St. Paul for many, many, many years, my cell phone barely, barely functioned inside the house. I'd walk outside to the garage, outside of my driveway, and it would work. I'd get a half a block away, and it was like, well, that's what I wanted to have. But for years and years and years inside my house, and I fought with this thing and couldn't get rid of my landline just because of this. So possible? Absolutely. All right, uh, from our text line, what is the best laptop for a photographer? Uh, you're going to do a ton of photography. Um, I, I've got a brand in mind that, that's been the gold standard for a long time. Well, you know, here's the thing. This this individual has a real specific need. I, I, I'm i probably going to say a Mac. Yeah. I You know, yeah. when it comes to pictures and photography, um, you're going to pay a little bit more, uh, but you're also going to be wanting to take a look at the battery life. And all of the MacBook Pros with ret, uh, Retina, I think it's pronounced Retina. Some people pronounce it Retina. That gives you an unbelievable, unbelievable display. So I'm I'm probably at this particular point going to recommend a Mac. If you want to go with a PC, I'd say an HP Spectra. Beautiful machine. And that is direct competition for a MacBook Pro. So those would be the two I would suggest that you take a peek at. All right, from the text line at 81807, remember this is good for all our programs here at CCO. Uh, my CD-ROM won't work. I bought an external CD. It won't work either. It says something about the BIOS. Uh, that's really bizarre. I'd, I'd really want to take a look at that computer. Um, that the, the BIOS shouldn't have anything to do with an external drive. Uh, unless it's just been completely shut down to allow any kind of USB, but that should not be happening. I'd want to look at that computer. All right, uh, Doug, uh, from the text line, if you can't disable your Dell laptop touchpad, there is software by Symantec that will let you do that. Um, So there is a good way around it. Um, I've gotten to the point where I just keep forgetting to buy a mouse for my Chromebook because of the touchpad and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. and the, and the thing is too is Dell had us had a several years where you really couldn't even disable it. Many manufacturers today are actually putting a button right above it that you can push it and disable it or an FN, a function key combination with one of the F keys. 
And yes, there is software that you can disable it as well. I've actually asked, had people ask me to unhook the cable inside the computer to stop the touchpad on some Dells. But that's that's very radical because if your mouse ever goes bad, you're out of business till you get a new one, even if the battery goes dead. So that I kind of shy away from. We've had a number of texts today about this. Um, I have... Uh... Uh, internet service provider that offers a free security suite. Should I accept that or just use what I've got on my computer? If you're running Windows 10, I probably wouldn't install it. If you're running Windows 7 or Windows 8, you might want to consider it. Uh, the, the antivirus and the malware protection from Comcast and CenturyLink and all internet service providers, they're monitored pretty, pretty closely by the ISPs. Keep in mind that when you purchase internet service from an internet service provider, you're part of their network. They want your computer clean, not only so you don't have problems, but also so they don't have problems. So, yeah, it's probably a good idea. Just don't overload your machine with multiple because you will slow it down to a crawl. All right. Uh, wireless router is about four years old. I'm considering a new one. Uh, what direction would you go when it comes to a wireless router? Boy, you know, your choices here are absolutely endless. Uh, if you're absolutely certain that you need one, which is the first question I always ask people, if you've got Comcast or CenturyLink, the modem slash router that they provide, in my opinion, are absolutely second to none. Second to none. They give you a dual band. you got 2.4 and 5 gigahertz both. You can set up separate networks, plenty of distance. Now, if you're going to be doing stuff that's really fancy, I really, really, really like the Netgear Nighthawks. They're, they're not cheap. You're going to plan on spending about 200 bucks, but they give you some serious distance. And they, in addition to that, they are very, very flexible in how you can set up the universal plug-and-play and ports and that kind of thing. But generally speaking, a modem slash router from an ISP is all 99% of the people should have in their home. All right, we've got to run, Doug. We have all the news, all the weather coming up at 2. You'll be back next Saturday between Absolutely. 1 and 2 o'clock. Uh, how do people reach you during the week? What's your email? Thank you. 651-552-9543. And, of course, the website, WCCOTech.com. WCCOTECH.com. 651-552-9543. And thanks, Steve. See you next week. All right, Doug. Have a good week. Uh, hopefully we don't get too much snow on Monday. It's uh, President's Day, so hopefully uh, the roads won't be packed with uh, folks that day. A lot of people have the day off. Nevertheless, we'll keep you up to date. Starting with Dave Lee in the morning news, bright and early on Monday morning. 33 now, a few clouds, west winds at 8 miles an hour. All the news, all the weather coming up at 2. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.